We now begin our second lesson in Mishnayos Maseches Nadorim, in which we will be studying Perak Aleph, Mishnah Beis, and Gimel. The first Perak, the second and third Mishnayos. Haomer Lachavero, our Girsa, our text reads, Haomer Lachavero, if a person says to his fellow, and here we have examples of the kinuyim, of the substitute words, which are as valid as the real words. In the first Mishnah, although the statement was made about kinuyim, the examples given were examples of yodos, not of substitute words, but of incomplete statements. This Mishnah goes on to give examples of the substitute words of the Kinuyim. And we learned that a neder, <coughs> when it's fully expressed, is a statement in which the person accepts, uh, places upon an object the isur, the prohibition of a korban. He says, this and this type of food should be prohibited to me as a holy sacrifice is prohibited to me. So suppose instead of using the word korbon, he uses the word konom, konoch, konos. These are all substitute words. Hare elu kinuyim lekorbon. These are all substitute words for a korbon, a holy sacrifice. Now what exactly is the nature of these words is a dispute in the Gomorrah between Rabbi Yochanan, who says that konam, konach, etc., are foreign languages, non-Hebrew languages, which are corruptions, imitations of pure Hebrew. So that instead of saying korbon, this particular other nation or other culture uses the word konam, konach, or konos. Reish Lakish says no. These are not words of a of another nation, another people. Rather, these words were invented by our Chazal. Our Chazal did not want people using the word korbon because the word korbon appears in the Torah in conjunction with God's name, korbon Lashem. So to avoid a person possibly saying God's name in juxtaposition with his use of the word korbon, as I'll say, you want to say korban? Don't say korban. Say konam, konach, konos. Similarly, if a person wants to use the word cherem, which generally means he, that he is saying that my property should be holy property and belong to the Beis Hamikdash or to the Kohanim, again, we will be learning more details about cherem. But instead of using the word cherem, he says cherek, cherech. These are substitute words, either in a foreign language or in a, an invented language, which are substitutes, valid substitutes for the word cherem. Similarly, if instead of accepting upon himself the commitment to be a nazir, by using the word nazir, he uses the kinoi, nazik, noziach, poziach, these are all substitute words for Nazirus. What about for a Shavua? If instead of saying the word Shavua, I hereby place an oath, instead of saying Shavua, he says Shavusa, Shikuka, 
or nodar b'mosa. Mosa is a um, corruption of the Aramaic word mumsa, which is the Aramaic word for shruah. All of these terms, languages, nicknames are all valid substitutes for nedorim, nezirus, karomim, shruos. That's Mishnah base. <clears throat> Mishnah Gimel goes on to say an interesting thing. Not only if you use a kinui, a substitute word for korban like kona, but suppose you allude to a korban in some other way, and we'll see a list of ways. The, uh, just an allusion to korban is itself sufficient for the neder to be chal, for the neder to be valid, to take effect. So that, for example, a person says, lo chulin lo ochaloch. Various ways of interpreting this. simple way to interpret it is that a person says, I do not want what I will eat from you to be chulin, to be regular, ordinary food. Lo chulin. It's not going to be regular food, but rather, by inference, it will be like a korban. Or he says, lo kosher, meaning, that the, your food should be to me not kosher, meaning it should be like a korban, because of a korban we can use the word, this korban is kosher. Or he uses the word velo dechei. Dechei is an Aramaic word, which means permissible. So he's saying, your food should not be permissible to me, and by inference that means it should be like a korban, which is not permissible to me. Or if he uses the word tohor or tome, again, various ways of explaining this, but one way is that if a person says, your food should be tohor to me, or he says, your food should be tome to me, the meaning is, it should be tohor as a korban, it should be tohor for the mizbeach, for the altar, meaning I cannot eat it. Or it should be tome, like a korban can be uh, tome. Or if a person says your food should be nosor, should have the halacha of holy food from a sacrifice which is left over beyond its time limit. Or ufigul, that your food should be to me like a korban which has become pigul. Pigul is a psul, an invalid korban, which is invalid because, for example, the kohen had the improper intentions at the time that he did the various um, procedures preparatory to the korban. So all of these terms obviously allude to korbanos, and it's sufficient to make the vow va- binding. Also, Ke'imra, suppose he says that your food should be to me like a sheep. Imra is Aramaic for a sheep. Well, the korban tamid brought twice every day was brought from a sheep. So just using the word imra is a sufficient allusion to a korban. Kadirin, Dirin, a deer is the corral in which Carbonos animals which were being held for future sacrifices were kept in a pen. 
That's a deer. So if a so if a person says your food should be like the deer and like the pens in which the cattle are kept, that's an allusion to a korban. Koetzim says your food should be like wood. That's a reference to the wood which burns upon the altar. Koishim, like the fires. That's referring to the fires of the altar. Kamizbeach, like the altar itself. Kahechol, like the temple. And the temple is a place where the blood of sacrifices is sprinkled. So all of these words are allusions to korbonos. Kirusholayim. Suppose he said that your food should be like the like Yerushalayim, which seems to mean like the korbonos, which are eaten only in Yerushalayim. Or noda be'echot mikol mishamesheya mispeach. He says, your food should be to me like the mazleg, like the forks which are used upon the altar. Or kemizrok, like the goblets which are used upon the altar. In all these examples, he has not used the word korban. He has alluded to the korban in a roundabout way by saying it should be like the sheep, it should be like the altar, it should be like Yerushalayim, etc. This is sufficient to make the neder valid. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says no. Ha'omer Yerushalayim. There are various interpretations here. One <clears throat> explanation given in the Gemara is that Rabbi Yehuda is not arguing with the previous Tana. He is merely saying that if the person says that your food should be like the sheep, the altar, the Yerushalayim, fine. Then it is binding. But if he just does not use the Chaf, he does not say ke Yerushalayim, but he says Yerushalayim lo omar klum. That's not sufficient. He has to use the comparative prefix ke Yerushalayim. However, in the Brisa in the Gemara, there is another explanation, and that is that Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and says even if a person said ke Yerushalayim with the chaf hadimyon with the comparative chaf it still would not be a binding vow because he's simply saying it should be like Yerushalayim. There are all sorts of things in Yerushalayim besides holy sacrifices. There's sticks, there's stones, there's a street, there's a fountain, there's a tree, there's a hotel, etc. If that's all that he means, he has not uttered a uh, convincing uh, binding vow. And so we have finished lesson number two, Meshnayis Beis and Gimel of Perek Aleph.